Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Podcast, where we talk all things well-being, personal development, and living our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. Hey, everyone. Happy Friday. I hope that you had a great week. As you may be aware, I did not have a great week. We had to say goodbye to our little pug last Saturday. It was bittersweet because I'm going to miss the heck out of her. We had her for 15 years. We adopted her when she was just one. But it was also the right thing to do. And we did it here at home with a vet. So the circumstances could not have been better. But it still was a very hard weekend. And Very apropos for the topic that we're talking about this week, which is emotional regulation. And to be honest, I don't think this topic gets enough airtime. I've talked about it before. I'm going to talk about it a little differently this time. But what I want you to take away from today's discussion is the power that you can have over your ADHD brain when you understand your emotions, and you are able to self-regulate, self-soothe in a way that is not self-sabotaging, and manage your state. I've talked about this before, that very often we think we have certain traits, like always being late or always being disorganized and messy and slobbish or lazy, all these words that I hear my clients say, as if that is some part of their identity. But None of these things are part of their identity. They are certain character traits that show up when we are in a certain state. And the state that they typically show up in is emotional dysregulation. When we are emotionally dysregulated, we are not in our prefrontal cortex. I'm sure you're sick of hearing me talk about how important the prefrontal cortex is, but that is where all of our executive functions are. So if we're emotionally dysregulated, if you could imagine a plug being pulled out of the front of your brain and the lights go out and then you don't have any access to your executive function. So it's hard to task initiate. It's hard to follow through. It's hard to do anything. It's hard to get off the couch. We find it hard to remember things. We don't necessarily remember what we said in the moment or what we've committed to or any of those things because of the state of dysregulation that we're in. Our brain goes directly into the limbic area And all it's concerned about doing is keeping you alive. So your blood immediately travels from the core of your torso to your outer limbs so that your organs no longer have the ability to rest and digest. And instead, your body is getting into that fight or flight function, which is ideal if someone is chasing you. But the problem is that our modern culture is constantly keeping us in that state of fight or flight, which is why we can't really rest and we can't really digest and we can't really access our prefrontal cortex. And when you have ADHD, this is already a problem for you. So this is why it is so important for us to understand and develop the skill of self-regulation so that we can notice when we're getting into a state of dysregulation and be able to bring ourselves back into a state of regulated emotion so that we can continue to adult as our brilliant selves are designed to do. Well, that's my little preamble to today's podcast. One last thing before we get into the episode, I apologize that the sound quality is not 100%. It's about 80%. Like, I mean, you're going to be able to hear everything, but sometimes the volume level jumps a little bit. So I just wanted to apologize in advance for that. And on that note, guys, let's get on to the episode. 
When clients come to me, often they complain that their ADHD is getting in the way of them reaching their potential. And what they want is like a schedule or a system or some sort of productivity tool to help them manage their symptoms so that they can thrive in a neurotypical world. And while I understand that frustration, both as an ADHD coach and also as a fellow ADHDer, the reality is that applying a new system or tool to your neurodiverse brain is like putting a Band-Aid on a broken leg, is really ignoring the fact that there's something bigger that needs to be managed. And that's not going to happen with a productivity tool or system. So today, what I want to help you do is understand what that broken leg really looks like for ADHDers and how we can put a cast on it, make it all better, and run with the best of them because really, that's what we all want at the end of the day, right? So let's start off with the big picture. When we look at ADHD, it's often defined as an executive function disorder. We struggle with planning and organization and seeing things over the course of time and being aware of the passage of time. All of those operational and administrative pieces of life that are so important can really hang us up as ADHDers. I get that. And there are ways around it. And that is why I am so focused on doing weekly plans and monthly plans and creating notion templates that act as external structure for my brain because my working memory is not something I ever want to trust. So I am hyper-focused on externalizing things like time management and task management and planning. But there's another piece of executive function that I think is even more important because it impacts all of those other operational pieces. And that is your ability to emotionally regulate yourself. What does that mean? When we are in emotional regulation, we're calm, we're grounded, we're able to focus on things in our environment and make sense of them. When you're emotionally regulated, you have the most access you're ever gonna have to your prefrontal cortex. Remember, that that's where your executive function is. So all of those administrative and operational tasks that happen here are going to happen a lot easier when you're emotionally regulated. However, when you're emotionally dysregulated, meaning you are angry, tired, irritated, scared, nervous, feeling rejected, feeling sad, feeling tired, feeling hungry, any of those things is going to pull you into the limbic area of your brain. And all of a sudden, your nervous system shifts into fight, flight, or freeze. Now all the energy is being drawn away from your prefrontal cortex and you're not thinking about things logically anymore. You're thinking about them emotionally and reactively. In those moments when we're in flight or freeze, any number of things can happen, but rarely are they good. We're either going to emotionally overreact to a situation by maybe snapping at somebody or saying something that we didn't mean, or we might react by trying to soothe ourselves. So that could be online shopping or overeating or over drinking, anything to self-soothe and bring your nervous system back in line. So any of those behaviors that you tend to do when you are emotionally dysregulated that you generally regret after the fact, those are the ways that your brain likes to respond to emotional dysregulations. So at this point, you're probably thinking, yeah, Karen, I know exactly what you mean, but how do I avoid that? Unfortunately, as a human being, emotional dysregulation is just part of the cost of living. And that is part of our brain wiring and our nervous system wiring. And it's there for a reason. It's there to protect us. But the good news is that there are things that we can do to manage our emotional regulation. But before we go there, I want to come up to the 10,000 foot view of ADHD and why it holds us back 
as we talk about emotional regulation. Now that we know that when we are emotionally regulated, we can access those executive functions. And although we may need a little bit more support than the average neurotypical person, we can function in the world just fine with emotional regulation and the right structures in place. And then when we have those things in place, we really can reach our potential. And I put that in quotations because I have thoughts about that whole idea, but we're gonna save that for another video. And when we look at things through that lens, all of a sudden ADHD becomes less of a trait and more of a state that needs to be managed. What do I mean by that? When we think about traits as it relates to ADHD, we think about somebody who's late a lot or somebody who's really disorganized or that can't follow through on things or says they're gonna do things and then they don't do it. All of those things are the traits of ADHD that we really dislike, but they're just that, they're traits. But when we think about our state, that is something that's in the moment. It's malleable and it's something that we have a lot more control over. So when we're in a good state, that state trumps our ADHD traits. However, when we're in a bad state, or in this case, emotionally dysregulated, then our ADHD traits tend to come up. So I want to give you that analogy because I think managing traits can be a lot more ambiguous and overwhelming than managing your state in the moment. And if you can manage your state in the moment, and you're going to do a lot better with managing your trait. How do we manage our state from moment to moment so that we can ensure that we're emotionally regulated and that we have access to our prefrontal cortex? That is the $64,000 question. And a big part of that is just really understanding how to build an ADHD-friendly life that works for you. So what I want you to do is think back to a recent time when you were totally on your game, where you were emotionally regulated and how did that feel and how did it show up for you? Were you able to focus? Were you able to follow through? Were you able to do and say and communicate in a way that felt effective and empowering? Think back to a time, it might've been just a day, it may have been a week, it may have been something that you were working on in particular, but I want you to really hone in on what I would call one of your bright spots, your moments when you are at your highest regulated self. Now, when you think about that time, let's start to break it down. What were you doing in those moments? Who were you with? What were you working on? Think about the day that you were having. How did it start off? What did you eat that day? How did you sleep the night before? I would highly encourage you to hone in on those moments when you were at your best and think about everything that led up to you feeling that way. Who were the people? What was the environment? And what were the circumstances leading up to it? Because if you can reverse engineer those things, then you literally have your own set of ingredients that create the recipe of your emotional regulation. So I'll give you an example. If I think back to my most recent like day when I was on it, it was probably last Wednesday. It was a coaching day and I had back-to-back -back calls with entrepreneurs. Here's why it was a great day. I was really focused and on my game. I was able to deliver a great experience for my clients. They got a lot out of it. I also got a lot out of it and it gave me a lot of great ideas that once my calls were over, I was able to dive into, create notes and an action plan to follow through. So why was that day so good? I know exactly why, because I do this routine every night before my coaching days. I went to bed early. I had a really healthy meal for dinner. I took a little melatonin and fell asleep and had a great night's sleep. I woke up and meditated, journaled. I went for a walk in the morning and then I did some yoga. Then I came into my office and gave myself 30 minutes to prepare before my calls. And I also had enough time between calls to take a breather, get some more water and just 
come back into my zone of genius before the next client started. So I have a specific recipe that I use starting the night before to the time I get on my very first call that ensures I am at my best, at my highest regulation, and my focus is where it needs to be. Because if I get on a bunch of coaching calls and I'm emotionally dysregulated, I'm not gonna pay attention to my clients. They're gonna see that I'm not focused on them. They're gonna get annoyed. They're probably not gonna work with me anymore. And all of a sudden, I've lost a client, I've created a bad reputation for myself, and I'm just going to spiral from that. So it's so important to me that Wednesdays, when I do my coaching days, I show up as my best self. And I bet there's days that you need to show up as your best self. So think about those days when your emotional regulation is at its finest and reverse engineer it so that you know your unique recipe for showing up. And then once you've done that, I want you to write it down because you're not gonna remember it. And then I want you to start thinking about how you can add more of that into your lifestyle, not just on the days when you need it, but on every day so that you can show up as your best, have the most access to your prefrontal cortex and reach your freaking awesome potential because you do have it and I know it's in there. So that's what I've got for you this week, guys. Thanks so much for listening and I will talk to you next Friday. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. For links and resources for this podcast, please visit itsadhdfriendly.com or click the link in the show description. Please also be sure to subscribe so you get automatic updates when new shows are posted. And of course, please do leave us an ADHD-friendly review. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.